Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're in the food space, and I'm going to tell you this food item we have never covered in all the episodes of the podcast. It's 300 plus for those that have not been paying attention. On the podcast today is John Hopkins. He is the founder of Five Way Foods. They're a bone broth company. John, it's so great having you on the podcast. Awesome, Justin. Nice to be on. Thank you for having me. Man, I'm so glad you're here. I can't even wait to learn about this. Um, I did my homework, of course, ahead of time, but I can't wait to like dive in to understand like how you decided to jump into this part of the food industry and whatnot. But before we get there, you were in technology before you were in the food business. Share a little bit about your background and how you even got to the place of starting your own business. Sure. Yeah. So I spent 20 plus years uh, working in enterprise software and cybersecurity. Um, one common thing was when I was much younger, uh, I had a, a very much of a cooking passion. Oh, nice. At okay. that time in my life, uh, you know, it was something I would come home and love to cook meals with the family and make, you know, make different interesting dishes and go to farmer's markets and get fresh ingredients and, and do that at home. So I call myself a, a passionate home chef. Got it. And uh, over the years, you know, that became you know more of a passion for me. Um, my youngest son was born with food allergies. Oh wow! Okay. So when he started eating uh, solid food, uh, you know, we learned of that, and and it also that changed how we shopped and ate at home. Sure. Uh, so it really kind of focused uh, a light on what we could have for dinner and then looking at when we went food shopping, what, you know, what labels we would look at and, um, you know, and, and choices that we would make based on what his allergies were. So it was, it was very eye opening. Um, so I came to the space, you know, with this passion, uh, and, and with knowledge of channels and, and technology. Sure. So you come into this with technology, you see a problem, you know, not a problem, but opportunity maybe to, to find a food item or items that really can affect those, right. That maybe have allergies and whatnot. So how did you decide bone broth? Like, well, like what was it around this segment? And then what were the first steps to getting a business started? Sure. So in that passion and cooking for my son with food allergies. Uh, my grandmother was alive at the time and, and we had an incident where he had an allergic reaction to soup, Got which it. on the label didn't have any things that we thought would be allergen related, but it, it was. So uh, I started making broth at home uh, and did that for, for many years. And as going to the supermarket, the times I didn't have broth that I had made, looking at brands that I could, could buy, I never really found what I liked. Um, and, and felt like, you know, many of the, we'll just call them the big food brands, right. uh, had, uh, you know, you know, various extra things in them, <laughs> unnatural things, Got and, it. uh, lots of salt and things like that. So it was always challenging for me. And I, and in the back of my mind, I would say, you know, I can't, I never liked any of these and would love to have a, a better broth. So, um, so when I, I looked at making a change in my career, uh, uh, looked at bone broth as that space, knowing that it was an ancient 
food and beverage that um, had this healing power from the nutrients you get from slow boiling bones, uh, slow cooking bones. Sure. And um, so things like collagens would come from that. So, you know, had that knowledge, known that also when I was, wasn't feeling well, that I would have some, you know, broth that I would heat up and, and drink and give me kind of a boost in energy and make me feel good. Kind of that, you know, you know, chicken noodle soup thing. Right. Of course. So, uh, you know, so that was, that was always, <laughs> it was in my mind and like, well, I think I could, you know, do it better and kind of, yeah. So that was kind of how I got that started. Was the with driver. It. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know and haven't looked into bone broth, so a little bit I can read here for you. Proven to promote immunity, aid digestion, reduce inflammation, soothe sore joints, speed muscle recovery, and lots more. Um, and again, tied to you know some of the existing off-the-shelf products that are high in sodium, artificial flavors, etc. Um, so you decide you're going to go and create a product around this space. Like, what were the first steps? So you'd been doing some cooking of your own at home, but how do you go from that to like packaging up something that's saleable? That was, yes, that, that uh, would be the entrepreneurial <laughs> right. you know, uh, you know, river you have to cross. And it was, it did take a lot longer. Um, I was fortunate in a couple of things. I had a, a friend of mine whose wife uh, is a chef and she helped uh, in terms of making, you know, the product more commercial, commercialized. And so that was really helpful. Um, and I think it really, I think it was my passion. I decided that I was going to do this and I really wanted to pursue it. So I, you know, scoured my network for people that could help on um, packaging, sure. um, you know, production, how right. to do this. Well, yeah, all that. <laughs> so, and like, because I mean, it's one thing to make something, you know, small batches and whatnot, but did you have to find a commercial kitchen or like, what did the initial, what did the initial putting product together look like? Right. So that that was, so I didn't know anything about like food regulations. Right. Or standards. <laughs> There's just a few of those out there, right? So, you know, uh, and luckily was found someone um, at a, uh, the, uh, at a city hall to say, here's what you do. To, so I wanted, I knew one thing I knew I wanted to do was from my background in software and technology is I wanted to do a beta test. I wanted to make sure that I, a, I wasn't crazy that uh, maybe people would buy this that had the same passion as I did. Uh, so I knew I wouldn't wanted to sell at farmer's markets uh, before I made that full leap. So I uh, connected with a um, uh, health inspector. I said, here's the stuff you need to do to get your permit in order to sell at farmer's markets. And, and by the way, in this town, there's a, a small, very small commercial kitchen that you can use. And that's, you know, been licensed. So I didn't make it in my kitchen. Uh, my own, I, I did test batches that, you know, for tasting and things, but for the broth that we would sell, we made it in a small commercial kitchen. Got it. And then when did, when was the first time you, you know, created something that people went, Hmm, I like this. Was it at, through the farmer's markets or like, when did you know there might be something there? Right. So I, so the couple of things that makes us unique of other brands was uh, first, I wanted a drinkable. So I wanted something that you can actually open up the container and drink it um, like soda or water or what have you. So, uh, so I wanted it to be fresh, meaning refrigerated. And um, I wanted to have all natural ingredients. I didn't want any preservatives. I didn't want any soy or whey or dairy or anything kind of in that. So I just wanted basically, you know, fresh ingredients, uh, bones, you know, what we sure. show similar, not the bones of the bottle, but bones <laughs> that we would then, uh, you know, 
um, use uh, to make it the, the uh, sorry, uh, use the bones to um, slow simmer uh, and then have the broth from that and, and add in vegetables and herbs Got and it. really make it fruitful. So the aha moment for me was taking this to farmer's markets, the person, I was just going to bring four or five bottles thinking, oh, you know, I'll put them out, right. display them, maybe sell one, call it a day. And the person that ran the small commercial kitchens happened to be there. I'm walking out with four bottles in my hand. She says, are you going to the farmer's market today? Your first one? I go, yes. She says, you should bring all your inventory. And I said, well, I have like, you know, 25 <laughs> bottles. I said, you know, I said, I'll never sell 25, 25 bottles. bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So she said, no, bring them all. Because if, you know, if you sell them great, if not, you can bring them back. So I brought them all and we sold them all. So it was, uh, you know, not a lot of money, but in terms of kind of a moral, uh, you know, testing that this might be something that would work was really um, that aha moment that people actually bought it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, so at that point, and so how much time went by from, and I, I love to ask this question because I think it helps our audience understand just the time it takes to develop a product, but like from when you had, you know, cooking at home in the kitchen, neat idea to product in bottle for farmer's market, like how long did that take? That was probably about a good five or six months. Got it. And then from and there, so, that was so we would have labels on it. So what we, when I looked at the farmer's market, I wanted to go there as close as we would have in a retail store. So we had um, the bottle that we end up using in retail stores, the labels that we had uh, was designed for retail use. So it really was, you know, it was two broths at that time. So we had our bone broth chicken, and then we had a veggie broth. Sure. And so I wanted to validate the the label, the ingredients, the flavor profile, the pricing, all that at farmer's markets. Yep. That's interesting. And then what was the next step from there? So one thing to have 25 bottles you're selling, but it's another to be selling like hundreds of bottles. Like what did that look like? So uh, I did the farmer's markets for a while, for uh, about four or five months. And during that process, wanted to you know a validate all those things about the, the pricing, the labels, and also validate that people were going to buy it, they were going to come back and buy it again, um, and then would recommend it to their friends. And so we did um, some different farmers markets based on you know different town demographics, and I wanted to get a sense of how people used it. So right. I had a knowledge totally. of meeting a home use person. And one of the things I knew that people did with broth was drink it like a beverage. And I wanted oh, to go really? that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and a lot of people did, you know, so that was, so basically that four or five month period of farmer's markets validated our kind of market uh, opportunity, how people use it. Um, and then from that, we stepped into a larger commercial kitchen, um, scaled up production, and then got into stores. Wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. So yeah, I see on your site, you got like veggie broth, chicken bone broth, fish bone, fish bone broth. Ooh. Fish bone broth. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's guy. Um, <laughs> that sounds great. Um, so that's awesome. So you got into stores. How did you have someone help you with that? Or did you start approaching retailers? Hey, try it out or not try the product out, but like try selling. Like, what did that look like? Right. So I, I, just shoe leather, you know, I went out to yeah, store, love it. You know, small specialty stores, sure. say, Hey, buy it. Here's, you know, so we got our first dozen or so. Okay. Uh, and that was really, to me, you know, getting into the stores is one indicator. And I'm, you know, I had gone to food conferences and listened to other entrepreneurs and yep. someone had said during that 
you know, one talk I went to is that the trick is not getting on the shelf, but getting off the shelf. Right. It's one thing to have a product <laughs> on the shelf and it looks awesome and you're celebrating. It's like, but if nobody buys it, you're kind of screwed. Right. And you know, that's, that's the, that's the, the secret. So, <laughs> right. um, and you get great products that are, you know, heavily marketed that don't come off the shelf for, di- for different reasons. So the real, to me, test was with those dozen or so retailers, would they buy it again? You know, would they come back? You know, would they sell their first set of orders that they placed? And when they come, you know, reorder those cases again, and that happened. Wow, so that that's pretty really cool. Awesome. Yeah, huh, and then you knew cool. you had something. So, where are you now in that process? And like, what are the keys to keeping the momentum going? Right. So we've, you know, got into Whole Foods uh, at the end of 2018. Uh, we're in about 150 stores now um, in New England. Uh, we just got into stores in New York, uh, the Metro New York wow, area. That's great. Into stores in California. Yep. So we're really getting kind of our, our legs um, on us as a brand and getting out to market. Um, we are, are looking to, you know, expand uh, to other you know, retail markets and the other um, thing that we happened pre-COVID was that we started doing food service. Oh, interesting. And okay. And how did that work? It was great. So we had school, public schools using us as totally. an ingredient. Oh, got it. Things. So it was an input for their products. Interesting. Right. And one of the, is back, because you mentioned the fish broth, which yeah. is unusual. We were the only fresh fish bone broth That's, that I'm aware of on the market. I just had never heard bread. of it. I don't know. Like, I didn't, you know, <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, but it's super great. It's super healthy for you. And when one of the local schools approached us about buying the broth, I'm like, great. And she's like, I really want the fish bone broth. I'm like, you know, and these are for middle school and high school kids. And I'm like, are you sure you want that? Does <laughs> it taste weird? Or I mean, I don't mean to be funny, but like, does it taste like fish or like? It does <laughs> taste like fish. <laughs> so, I mean, you know uh, what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, yeah, go ahead. There's two things I would say. It, it does taste like fish because we use real, you know, we use fish. That's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad yeah, you use fish. That's good. Right. <laughs> and so one of the, you know, kind of the around, as I went on this journey, you know, around the brand and what kind of our mission uh, was really around whole use of animal and upcycling. And what I didn't learn about the fish where in, in new England, you know, we're, we're right here on the coast, you know, lots of cod and haddock and pollock and all sorts of fish are caught fresh. Uh, When you go to the supermarket to buy them very often, you're buying the filet. Um, And then I didn't know, Yep. To be honest, uh, what happened to the rest of the fish? I, the whole fish. I don't know either. What happens to the rest yeah. of the fish? So, unfortunately, um, you know, a lot, very often, about half the fish is still left, and the um, there's not very many food uses for it. So, very right. often, it's, well, it's like it's the head and the meat. head and the backbone and the tail. I mean, yeah, nose to tail, guts. Easy way to say, <laughs> but there's a lot of great, you know. Uh, value and and health benefit from having that rest of the fish. Now sure. we you know, we use that piece that that uh, the carcass of the fish uh, and upcycle it. So okay. very often um, millions of tons of that is going out to waste each year. So it's whole use wow. and making you know use of something that's super healthy. So for the fish bone broth, you're going to get uh, collagen, you're going to get protein, you're going to get omega threes, you're going to get all the great. 
proteins and vitamins and stuff from from fish uh, sure. in the fish bone broth. That's really cool. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had another guest on. We were talking about other episodes, and um, and they they're making crackers by upcycling like remnants from a brewery, like you know the beer brewery. And it's so this whole upcycling idea right now is super interesting because so much food product goes to waste that could be used for other product. Right, and you know, there's a crisis in the you know with with overfishing in the in the oceans, and so absolutely. So, you know, here, you know, just seeing it uh, here in New England and, and our facility is based in New Bedford, which is one of the largest um, uh, fishing ports in the country, in North America, wow. actually. Wow. So back to the school, the, um, to the head of the food So they service, said they want the, the fish They stew. wanted it. Fish and she made all these different fish stews. And, oh. she, and I, she sent me back this note. The kids loved it. You know, it was like <laughs> the Fridays. And so instead of having, you know, frozen tater totters, they were making the kids uh, much, healthier, much healthier, much healthier, items, healthier. Right? <laughs> and the key, I guess, for people was that the kids loved it and they wanted more of it. Wow. So they became, a, you know, have become a regular customer. Uh, well, but that could pick back up here. I mean, things are, I mean, food service is about to be booming back half of this year. I mean, a lot of industries. Yeah, so I, we we're hoping later, you know, and after the summer that that definitely comes back, um, and we think it's going to come back as well. That's great. In the meantime, you've got retail rolling, so I mean that continues, right? And, the, and you continue to leverage your current momentum to get into new places. Is that how that works? Yes. So we're out talking to other chains. I think you know, unfortunately, kind of you know, twenty twenty was a skip year. You know, we had right. uh, lots of plans. To uh, make a major push in, in, into retail with our kind of offerings, and uh, you know, unfortunately, that didn't that didn't uh, pan out as sure. Uh, I mean, final. understandable, and yeah. and now opportunity to really accelerate, right? hundred yeah. percent. That's awesome. I love to ask our guests, you know, about lessons learned. You, you've, you know, you've taken an idea from kitchen basically to bottle to customers and now broader customers. And, you know, I, I think, you, you know, you're going to see even more growth this year. What would be two or three of the biggest lessons learned you'd share with our audience as you've kind of gone through this early stage, I'll call it of your business. Right. I think, I think, you know, and you, you hit upon this on the timelines. Um, you know, I, I think definitely things that took longer than I expected, you know, different part of the process, you know, in terms of coming up with the labels and designs and all that things will take longer than you um, expect. So that's certainly one. Um, Second thing I would highly advise is fundraise early, you know, Uh go out and fundraising money. Uh, If you're a CPG brand, you know, you need money right. <laughs> to market and get uh, you know your brand messaging out there. So I definitely think once you kind of feel that the you know, the product is going to have legs to to start you know making contact with investors. Um, I think the other thing around is staying close to your focus and mission. Um, you know I, I you know having been in the you know in the startup world for a while. Um, you know being focused on what your brand mission is. But at the same time, having some flexibility, I think some of the things like I mentioned about schools contacting us to do food service, you know, that was a market opportunity. Um, And, you know, we looked at it saying, can we, but it would require very different packaging for us and different machinery. Right. So So there might be additional costs to get that, but, but the volume would be much higher, right? I mean. Exactly. Right. So, and then, you know, the, for us, it it made sense to, to look at that as an opportunity um, and, and go for it. I think having, um, you know, having that, you know, passion of your business and where, and where people can use the product really, sure. that's how I got it. 
Oh, that's awesome. Um, and then what about on the people side? Um, ha- have you had to lean heavily on others or and or to help with the marketing piece? Or were there parts of the business where like you weren't the, maybe it wasn't your strength, but you had to lean into others? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I can safely say that, um, you know, actually all the ideas, the great ideas that we've had uh, usually come from customers or others. Ah, great. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> So uh, I, I heavily do heavily lean on others. I think you know getting out uh, and talking to customers and staying close to customers you know has helped us a lot, especially through COVID. You know different uses for the product. Uh, you know obviously home cooking became much more of a thing. So we did some ideas both around Instapots and smoothies and things like that sure. uh, with the broth. Um, you know, so I have you know I think scaling the product up uh, definitely having people with production and food experience to scale. Um, I don't know how to run a, a, a bottling line. Uh, <laughs> right. Of course. <laughs> or fillers. I don't yeah. want to know how to run a bottling right. line. And, uh, <laughs> so those, you know, I think, you know, part of the lessons learned is, you know, trying to know what your competencies are and, and staying, you know, staying in kind of in that lane and, and hiring and, and bringing good people on to, uh, with those core competencies. I totally agree. That's great advice. Um, and, and so consistent. So share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy the product, et cetera. Sure. So, um, you can hit our website, fivewayfoods.com, five spelled out, and, uh, you can buy the product right on our website. So we can ship it right to your house and stays, uh, cold we ship it with uh Uh, interesting so uh, it's refrigerated got it yep insulated packaging so you can do that you can hit our store locator there's stores on on the uh in new england in new york uh as i said we just got into stores in california so you can find us in whole foods and other specialty food stores um we just got into Italy, uh which is in uh, very nice new york and boston and other places yeah so um you know, you can find us there. Um, you can find us on other online marketplaces as well. That's really, really cool. And then five way, what does five way food stand for? Right. You know, I, I get this question a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so, cool. I like it. I, I, nice I like logo it. and all. <laughs> right. So I'll go back to the, maybe the beginning origins, the, the entrepreneurial origin. I had all these names I wanted to use yep. for the brand and, and ideas. And, uh, you know, went down my list and found that almost all of them, you know, we're all taken. Right. Uh, That's how it is. Right. Over another. So, <laughs> so when the, chef friend of mine where we were we would drive and think of all the uses for broth so kind of the five way is a playoff of like using it for cooking using it for making in recipes using it for uh, in an instapot drinking it smoothies <laughs> Got um, it. that was five that was, so five, was right five right there, right there. So, <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> but it was a play on that and it is a play on that i think making it really um, usable, functional, um, good for you broth, you know, you know awesome. give you healing and, and health and, um, all that. No, that's great. This is really cool. I'm excited for you. Uh, early, early, a uh, momentum on a really cool new brand, interesting, like segment, um, you know, from a, a competition and, and like category perspective. So really exciting. Um, I can't, can't wait to see where this goes for you. Hope you'll come back on down the road, John. It's been great having you on the podcast. Awesome. Thanks, Justin. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, 
Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.